<laughs> Who says you should follow the rules? I mean, take meditation. Everybody's into meditation right now. You're supposed to stop, think, remember, think, remember not to think, to not think, not think, not think. Why can't you think? What if you think your way through thinking? Why do you have to unthink everything? Why do you have to have a mind that's vacant? vacant. New York City is on pause, right? Everybody's watching Como. We are on pause. Pause. What does pause mean? I think the pause means nothing. It means that people are still out doing things. These are the rebellious people. Are they? No. No, they're not the rebellious people. They have stopped thinking. They're the ones who are in that weird mind space between the headspace and the mind space and all these commercial things doing what they want to do anyway. They don't care. It's a park. It's a park. It's sunny. What should you do anyway? It's sunny. I'm not going to get it. I'm too rich. I'm too wealthy. I'm too so-and-so. I'm too beautiful. Oh, I'm so beautiful. I have children. I have three children. That, that buys me a special place, doesn't it? How many of these people write poetry? How many of these people read? How many of these people look at a headline and think that's the wrong transitive verb? What is your transitive verb? Why don't you want to think about what a transitive verb is? Why don't you put it in your stanzas? Why aren't you writing poetry? Shouldn't poetry be encircling some sort of verb? Are you a verb? If you're not a verb, then what are you? You're a noun, you're a thing, you're a person, you're a man, you're a woman, you're something else. I don't know what you are. You're a bottle, you're a bucket. I'm none of those things. I would rather be something else. I'm not sure what I want to be. I think I want to be a sea creature, but this pool, this pool I love has been stolen from me. It's only been a year and a half in it. Oh, I love that water. You go in deep, fast. You just fling yourself in, stomach first, in the wrong possible way, like a belly flop. It doesn't really work like a belly flop. You're too close to the water. The people next to you think you're weird. You just go. You just go. You don't have to be any good. I'm not any good. I've taught myself freestyle, though. Slowly, slowly. You want to know how I heard I could do this? I didn't. I didn't hear I could do this. I decided I'm going to do it because I am old. I'm that old. I'm not that young, but, you know, I'm somewhere in between. And anyway, I'd run through all the other exercise. So I thought swimming, swimming is buoyant. It's buoyant. Maybe swimming's going to work for me. So I threw myself in. I said, I'm going to have no time between putting the shower, putting the towel on the hook and flinging myself into the pool. I flung myself in and I did the side stroke. Everybody looked at me like I was an old woman. And in fact, an old woman passed me. Turns out it was Jane Brody, but that's another story. So I kept doing side stroke, side stroke, one lap there, one lap back, side stroke, once in a while, back stroke, then a side stroke, then a breast stroke. I didn't have goggles. I've never had goggles. About two, three months later, I thought, huh, everyone's wearing goggles. Maybe I should get goggles. So I ordered some goggles. I tried to put them on. I thought, they're going to give me a migraine. And God, I don't want another migraine. I have Botox for those migraines. I've suffered and suffered. I don't want another migraine. They're going to give me a migraine. But anyway, I threw myself in the cold water. Helps your head. It just freezes everything, just like the Botox freezes all those nerve endings in your head. So I threw myself in the cold water. Somehow the goggles worked and I dove underwater and I saw legs. I felt like jaws. I saw people's legs. I wanted to reach out and grab their legs, but I didn't grab their legs. I just wanted to. It was just a desperate feeling. Look at that leg. Look at that thigh. Look at this leg. People swam by and you could see who were the expert swimmers. Their legs were perfect. They, their feet hit the, the, the spot between, that space between the water and the air just in the right way, kicking up just enough bubbles. And anyway, the whole world transformed. It was as if I became a sea creature. I was underwater. I loved it. And then one day I thought, okay, now I have goggles. I'm swimming. I'm actually going underwater when I do the breaststroke. And then I thought, let me try freestyle, which I, I really called the crawl. And now that I feel like an expert, which I'm not, I decide to call it the freestyle because that's a fancy word, right? 
So I thought, okay, I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life because I can't do any other exercise. So I'm just going to try it. I'm going to try it. And if it takes me 20 fucking years, I'm going to do it. 20 years, maybe I'll get it right. I can't do it. I've had a million lessons, years and years of lessons in this pool, that pool. Just choose spastic. I'm really good with my legs. I did rugby, gymnastics, track, but anything with my hands and coordination couldn't do. My hands were useless, like these little flapping things on my side. I had nothing to do with my hands. They're completely useless on my body. So meanwhile, I've been doing the side stroke, side stroke, side stroke, breast stroke, breast stroke for three months at that point. I had my goggles. So I thought, okay, here goes. I pushed off and I started doing the flingy sort of arm thing when you throw yourself out and you feel like you're just going to end up being a bucket and you're going to go vertical. And so I moved my arms. They sort of pinwheeled around. I went too fast. I kicked my feet and I went one stroke. And that's usually when I crash and suddenly I'm vertical and I'm spreading for air and my hair is in my eyes and I'm you know, pouring water out of my eyes. And since I had the goggles, that didn't happen. But then one stroke happened. And then I thought, oh my God, let's go. Two strokes. Two strokes happened. And then I did a few more. And then I stopped halfway down the lane. And I thought, holy fucking shit, I did it. I was so elated. I stopped and I went back. And I thought, time to get out. I got out of the pool. I was in there like six minutes. The next day I went back and I did the same thing. And I did it again. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the pool, I thought, it's working. It's working. Keep going. So I keep I kept going and I ended up at the opposite end of the lane, hyperventilating because I was so exhausted from breathing or not breathing properly or somehow breathing properly. I got to the end of the lane and I and I put my arms up at the end and I just started laughing maniacally. And I think the lifeguard and everyone around looked at me like I was a complete fucking nut, which I felt like. And I thought, I did it. I did it. I don't know how I just did that. And I got out of the pool. I thought, that's enough. I'll come back tomorrow. <laughs> so I came back tomorrow. I got out of the pool. And then each day I thought, I did it. And as I started thinking about this, I thought this is something that I, that was intentional, right? I did this on purpose. I wanted to do this, but I had no idea, no expectations. And when in your life do you ever have no expectations? That's almost impossible. You go outside, you have an expectation, and you'll feel good. There's sunlight. The people on the street with their kids won't bother you. Those kids won't crash into you with their scooters. I mean, I'm in Brooklyn here. You know, we, we, all the kids have scooters are always crashing into you, and their parents do in this weird, insidious, permissive parenting way. But the pool is a reprieve from that. As long as you're not in the lane with the kids, they're over on the side. And they're kind of cute in there. You know, I have a kid, but he's too old now um, to be to be annoying. Um, well, that's not true entirely. But anyway, you got to, you get, we're, we're back in the pool, right? So now I'm, I've learned to swim. <laughs> and this summer, I went to the, the beach, the beach. I went to Rockaway Beach, which I read about in a book long ago when I was a little kid. But I also went there when I was a little kid with my grandparents. It's a beautiful beach. It's much harder to get to than some of the other beaches, meaning you have to walk and then you have to take a train. You have to take another train. There's a bus, I think. I can't remember anymore. You get to the beach and it's beautiful. And by this time, I'd been swimming for a year and I wasn't great um, at the at freestyle, but I could do it. And I had no more fear of the water. I loved the water. The water loved me. I could move in it. I felt it move around me and with me. It was a completely different sense of the ocean and of the world. And one minute, I thought, I need to go in that water, but I'm not just going to walk in that water. I'm not going to do it the way everybody else is doing, sort of tiptoeing in. It's a little cold. I don't want to really splash around. Instead, I thought, this is the joy I've been seeking. This is the joy I'm trying to find in my life. So I was in the middle of the beach, and then I just took off. I took off like a child as fast as I could. And I kept running and running and running down the beach. 
and I ran and splashed into the shallow water and into the deeper water. It was knee length, and I flung myself forward, dove under a wave, freaked the shit out of these two people standing there watching me, like, what are you doing? Dove under that wave, kept swimming, and then I thought, I'm in California. I wasn't in California, but I thought, I'm in California. I am under the waves. I am a surfer. I am a seal. And I just kept swimming and I merged on the other side of the wave as it had gone over me. And then there was nothing, just horizon, just landscape. And I stopped and I looked and then I kept swimming. I kept doing the breaststroke and I just kept swimming straight out. And I thought I could swim right into this sunset. And then I thought, if I keep swimming into this sunset, eventually it will be too much. I will die. And I took a hard right. And I thought, that's how you make a decision in life. That's how you make a decision to live, to do something, to feel. And you realize you're at this moment of in-between decisions all the time. That was my decision for the day, to live. And it had been built up over these over these months of, of learning and learning and learning. And then all of a sudden, I gained a new confidence in something I thought I would never have confidence in. And that was it. <laughs>